is faster than the speed of sound At an early age you wanted to get out To pursue adventures all around Things got tough sometimes But it's all good cause Tales is his best friend He's always there for him His head's like kick Bad and good times over and over again What to see is what to get Just a guide around adventures It's on the hedgehog Hey everyone, welcome back to the IDW Sonic Rundown One more month has passed, which means We got some more Sonic comics to look at, of course We're gonna be quote-unquote finishing off the more recent misadventures arc even though there's some filler we gotta like talk about going on in the future but uh the issues we've got to cover today are issue 65 issue 66 and of course the halloween special and throughout these three comics there is a very interesting theme that follows through all three of them and that's our boys the chaotix yeah for some reason i don't know what it is but the chaotix are continually being associated with halloween now this isn't like a bad thing necessarily but like why halloween and like this time of year for them specifically i don't know i wonder what that's about i mean they are the the funniest of the bunch if you catch my drift i i, I don't know that is interesting though yeah, it's a weird sort of thing to think about. Now, that being said, there is something to be said about these comics, but if we're going to kind of have to save that till the end. So we're just going to start and go through and talk about these comics in depth. Yeah, so let's start with IDW Sonic issue 65. Again, as we've been following, we have an A and a B story. So we'll start off with our first story written by Ian Flynn and art by Mauro Fonseca. Before we really get into it, I do want to comment on Fonseca's art. As I was reading this, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like he's evoking John Gray really hard. So I'm actually going to say this right now. Fonseca's art, I don't think it's John Gray at all. I actually think he's evoking Yard. Okay. And 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 you want to know why? Be be because be because our, our comic opens with the characters that we know y uh, Yardley loves more than anyone. <laughs> the Babylon Rogues. Yes, uh, the Babylon Rogues are back after checks notes. How long? Uh, two issues, I guess, counting the summer special and the, I, I, the I, 900th I, special. And what, the... what, what, what is going on with these characters? Are they just like showing up more? I'm not complaining about this, by the way. That, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I don't mind that, right? The Babylon Rogues being relegated to the games is strictly only to the like Rider subseries, which is now dead thanks to the connect but we don't need to talk about that bro what do you mean you 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 don't love the connect everybody's favorite console what do you mean console i think you mean controller your oh, body true. is the controller bro what do you mean i'm sorry bro do you do you not like the future of gaming which is moving with no control <laughs> i can't even say I, I can't bro anyways let's dive in let's dive into this so as you said knuckles has caught the babylon rogues in the act of stealing a relic the same one amy returned to him not too long ago so, we start with Knuckles swooping into the Roge. Uh, Jet calls Storm to take care of him. Knuckles gets the first hit in. Storm quickly recovers, but grabs Knuckles by the leg and sweeps him down and under right into the walk wall. And I love the composition here because it starts with Storm grabbing Knuckles in one panel and swooping him down into, like, several others. It makes your eye, like, follow it. It's very clever. I love that kind of stuff. No, yeah, I mean, some of the panel work here in this issue specifically is, like... It's dead on. There's a lot of really, really good shit in this issue. So with Knuckles being slammed into the wall, the rogues make their escape. Knuckles is pissed, gives chase. But as he says, he can't glide fast enough to keep up with the extreme gear. And unfortunately, they get away. Better question. So where did Knuckles put his extreme gear? <laughs> I think Tails has it. You think so? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that tracks. Then we skip a little bit forward in time to the present. Knuckles was recounting that story to the Chaotix and asked to help them track down the rogue. But Knuckles kind of wonders how they even got the information about relics to begin with. Vector says, well, I mean, Angel Island's full of priceless relics. 
Makes sense that you'd be trying to get robbed, you know? Yeah, but like, why this one in particular? There's way more precious stuff on Angel Island. Espio suggests maybe the relic itself was less guarded, or maybe their buyer has specific tastes. But Charmy then quickly goes to the phone to call Amy. Since she got it first, maybe they can help her out. To which Knuckles intercepts him, slams the receiver down, says, No, we can't tell Amy! Uh, it's an incredible panel, uh, and it really does have the John Gray feeling that you're kind of referring to. Oh yeah, uh, no, yeah. this Knuckles... I plucked right out of Return to Angel Island. Let's be real. Yeah, this motherfucker is on, like, you cannot, you shall not, I will not let you pass. <laughs> and then uh, Espio says, wow, Knuckles, is your warrior's pride that much important? Yes. Yes. Sigma male, yes. <laughs> Vector is like, all right, boys, cut it out. You know our motto. We never turn down work that pays. So let's get this case closed in record time. Says so while he's flipping through his notebook and has dinner at Vanilla's circled in a big red with little hearts to it. You get it, my man. You get it. You get it, my man. You get uh, it. Yeah. Get it. Listen, listen. Okay, we're not. We're not like we're we're not gonna sit here and be like furry relationships good. However, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We know Vector is milf hunter supremo, and this shit always makes me laugh. So like, yeah, hunt that milf. Hunt that milf, brother. Go for it. We believe in you. <laughs> so now we cut to Egg Base Delta. Explosion is seen dead center. The boys are just wrecking habit juxtaposition to get Eggman's attention. Fighting badniks left, right, and center. Charmy's riding a buzz bomber. Vector's taking a lancer on and wailing on it. Knuckles' uppercut decapitates an egg palm. Espio kicks the head away dead in the air. And right on cue, in the chaos, Eggman arrives on one of his receivers. What are you barbarians doing? You've already ruined my brilliant plans. I haven't even had time to start up a new scheme. What more do you want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles immediately hits uh, Eggman with a, you can't trick me, man. Vector figured out you hired the Babylon rogues to steal them back he's like what are you talking about he's like my relics i want my relics back he's like out of all these buffoons i thought you were supposed to be the smart one as he looks at vector he's like <laughs> i'm on a tight deadline here and you're usually at fault so uh god I take whatever I want, whenever I want. I don't keep track of every little thing I pursue in my conquest. I have my Roblox catalog and manage it all. Which Knuckles says, but, but, this specific relic came from Imperial City. I know you have it. Then Eggman just takes a breath, is like, okay, fine, I'll play along. Why would I hire the rogues if I could just send some robots? Does this relic have any special value, arcane, or mystic powers? Uh, it was historic and has sentimental value. I don't know about it. I don't care about it. Now get out of here, you morons! And he's like, uh, Douglas is like, alright, we made a mistake, but I'm strong enough to admit it. Alright, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they just dip. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's very funny because the Chaotics are basically being escorted out of the base by the Eggpons, basically with their, like, hands on their heads type beat. It's very, it's a funny sight, I'm not gonna lie. Nah, it's pretty. I also am a fan that Eggman is just like, I, I'm not dealing with this shit right now. I'm just over this. No more. No moss. Uh -uh. Back at Seaside City, Vector and Knuckles are just having drinks about the blunder. Now, what could the next move be? Vector is thinking down his list of suspects. Next guy could be Clutch. He's a crime lord specializing in Eggman tech. We encountered him in Central City, but we lost our trail since then. And if he switched from egg tech to illegal artifacts, he's keeping it real down low. I wouldn't even know where to start looking for him. Which leads Knuckles to get even more frustrated. Why does everything have to be so complicated? We should be able to just find the bad guys, smash them, and be done with it. Right on cue, Charmy crash lands into the table, screaming that they got a lead. And then Espio follows behind him, just appearing from Invisibility Leaf Tornado, spooking both Knuckles and Vector. Vector is a little pissed. I told you, Espio, don't surprise me like that. Espio retorts, I told you to turn down your music and be more aware of your surroundings. Jackass. <laughs> Charmy overheard some sketchy guys talking about the relics and pointed them out to Espio. Espio says it's very convenient. Knuckles will take that, leaps into action. It's the only lead we got, so we gotta follow it. Then we skip to later that night. The rogues are waiting on a pier for their buyer to show up. Jet's being a little impatient for the guy, but Wave just kind of wants to enjoy the night for once. Storm is in the corner, though, kind of playing with the relics as if they were dolls. And Jet's like, dude, what are you doing? Don't mess with them like that. Wave just goes, wow, Jet, look at you with your cultural sensitivity. 
What? No, I, I just care about the value. If they were Babylonian relics, though, yeah, it'd be different. Like, I don't want our ancestor stuff to be disrespected like that, you know? In an alley further down, Knuckles and the boys got them right where they want it. And Knuckles counts it down. On three, we take them. Three, two, one. And that's where our story ends for now. So now we are moving to our B plot, which is, I, I, I guess I want to say technically related because it's the story involving uh, vanilla and cream. Uh, yes. And it was written by Evan Stanley with art by Adam Bryce Thomas. Rare team up this time around. Yeah, this is a, a, a bit of a bit of a weird one, uh, but there are some banger expressions in this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we open at Cream and Vanilla's house, making dinner for them and the Chaotix. They, they should be here any minute now. We see Chocola taking some of the deviled eggs. Cream and Vanilla yell at him, save that for when everyone's here. And Vanilla goes to the fridge to get some butter for a recipe. But when she opens up the case, they're all out of their stick. But she swears that I'm pretty sure we at least had one left. We then see Chocola eating butter off his hands. And Cheese, th this is one of the funny uh, facial expressions. Cheese is like a little pissed at him. And he's just like, oh. He's like, hey, bro, what, you, what's, what up? What, what, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Vanilla can't finish the sauce without it. And Gemral offers to go procure some more. How many pounds do you require? This says, no, no, that won't be necessary. Takes her little hand basket, says, I'll go out to get some more. I won't even be gone for a minute. Cream, watch the stove and don't forget about the roast. So she turns around, heads out. She gets these little birds following her very gracefully, like very Disney princess like of her, which fits. Yeah, it fits. Uh, but meanwhile, in the shadows, Ruff and Tumble are skulking about because of course they are. Uh, they got nothing better to do, I guess. I mean, they uh, they fumbled immensely hard, and now they're just sitting here like, damn, what the fuck do we do? Rough and tumble and fumble. Yeah, that sounds right. They're just going for a good old-fashioned robbery this time around, but they want to do it right. In fact, they even do their slant rhyme. Times have been tough. We've faltered. We've stumbled. But we're back, and this town will fear rough and tumble. Okay, buddy. <laughs> Cream, though, keeping a close eye on the stew, wants to prove to herself and to her mom that she can be trusted with the important stuff. And of course, Gemroll offers a lot of reassurance. Observing performance from your previous adventures, you are proven worthy of the responsibility of the assignment given to you. In other words, you've got this. He's adorable, isn't he? We love this guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the goat. He's the goat. So with that, she keeps stirring the pot, asks General if he can place the plates in the dining room. He takes the place and heads on out. And unfortunately, comes face to face with Rough and Tumble in the dining room. Rough and Tumble are kind of like uh, going back and forth. The place wasn't even locked. It's like they want to get robbed. It's too easy. Then General sees them, calmly puts the plates down, and says, oh, what's this thing? Is this some kind of butler robot? And very quickly activates his boosters and rushes them down. I mean, if I saw two of these fuckers in my house, I too would also perform this function if I had boosters on my back. Just rush them down to the floor. Chocola, cream cheese and Chocola hear the noise coming from their room, but she doesn't want to leave the stew on the pot. Cream asks Chocola, check out the noise. Which, uh, he was just sleeping in the bread basket, but just very quickly, he's just like, yep, I'm on it, ma'am. Goes around, sees the fight scene ongoing. Uh, Tumble, we hear him calling for a stink bomber attack. Uh, ineffective, as General does not have a nose. We'll show them no mercy if they ruin the carpet and is just thrashing them about. Upon seeing the fight go on, Chocola turns around, rushes back to Cream in fear. She screams, the boys freak out someone's still inside, but... Tumble thinks, no way, we can take advantage of this. Let's hold her hostage, let's get this robot off our backs. Gemral does not like that idea, obviously, but is too late to chase them. Cream is scared off, the pan that's on the heat slips, the food falls into the gas hob, and now the stove is on fucking fire. Yippee! It's all going to shit, and Mom left the house for ten minutes tops! Uh, that's where our story ends for now, uh, which we will briefly continue. Um, this issue is fine. Uh, it's cute. It's short. It's mostly set up and it will be followed up very briefly. Do you have any thoughts on this? No thoughts. A fun little comic. Nothing to write home about. So let's move on into issue number 66. Again, our first story begins with Flynn Faseca as our creative team. 
Now, on Knuckles' count, the Chaotix charged him to the rogues as Jet just calls them to scatter. They get above Storm, asking him to toss the loot up to split him up. He does so, and Knuckles counters him just in time for Storm to catch his fists. Charmy is able to get under Jet and take the relic from his hands. Jet is chasing after him, shouting that he will not let them steal their loot. And Charmy, in his... I guess it's his turn to have the brain cell now, because he's thinking, wait, stealing is what the bad guys do. Turns around and just hands the relic back to Jet, saying he's sorry. And Jet's just like, what the... The fuck are you? What? What? Uh, uh, huh? 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 <laughs> is this a is this a bad character moment? I think it is. That's just I I know he's supposed to be a little kid, but like he and Cream are supposed to be the same age, I think. And we know who's the more competent of the two of them. Like I don't have an issue with the idea of Charmy being like a little naive, he's a kid, right? But this this is uh so it's a little dumb like i understand it's supposed to be comedic and like there are no major repercussions that come from it but like it's a little dumb well anyway uh espio was uh latched underneath the extreme gear jet catches him tries to shake him off but espio offers heavy turbulence creates a leaf tornado in the center and disorients Jet. They all land into the water. Wave is trying to find him now, but uh, Vector was swimming behind him. Now, this is like a rare sight of uh, these characters kind of utilizing their like animal attributes. Because Vector is swimming much like a crocodile and comes up and chomps her gear. Which is kind of a crazy sight. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not something I would ever expect in any discernible context, no. This is not an image I think I'd see, but, well, here we are. Here we are. Now she's screaming at him, like, what are you doing? Get your mouth off my gear! Knuckles and Storm still fighting one-on-one. Storm boasting that he can't be beat, whether on the ground or in the air. And Knuckles just like, oh, okay, what about the water? Jumps up and just drives straight down and breaks the pier apart. Now Storm's knocked out. Knuckles shouts for the Chaotix, let's wrap it up, boys. Vector asks about the balance of the gear. Let's stress test this, but Wade's like, okay, no, 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 no. I'll land, okay? I'll land. Jet also surrenders his relic after wading out the water with Espio, and they all now come back to what's left of the pier. Wave uh, a little upset over the bite marks on the gear. Jet's piss being soaked. Doesn't matter now, shut up. Interrogation time. Who paid you to steal from Angel Island? Jet's just like, who said anything about payment? Maybe we did it for ourselves, huh? Ever thought of that? No, 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 nah, dog. Listen, we we know who you are. We we fucking know. Jet's not cooperating, so Vector's just like, hmm. You know, that's a mighty fine piece of extreme gear you got, buddy. Maybe we're gonna have to take this in as evidence, huh? Jet instantly breaks. Even, this is like, you kind of have to pay attention for this, but you even see Jet, like, grabbing the panel and peering out of it like a window. It's like, no, 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 yeah, I'll talk, no, no, I'll talk, no, no, I'll talk, no, no, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk, yeah, the, the, the way it works is great. Like, he's literally breaking the fourth wall to be like, you will not take my ride, you will not take my ride, you will not take my ride. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, look, listen, okay? Jet snatches the gear back from Espio. It's like, all right, look, listen, I swear to God, I don't know who the guy is, he calls us, we give the stuff, and we get paid. That's it, I swear. But Knuckles is just like, okay, shut up. I got my relics back. I don't care about this. I got what I wanted. But Storm kind of exits on saying like, oh, you're just saying you're not going to win around two, huh, buddy? And uh, Knuckles takes that personally, pushes the relics off to Vector. is just like, oh, you want a round two, motherfucker? You want a round two? But the rogues are just like, nope, stop this. I, d- no, we got our other things to worry about. Knuckles is like, what? Whatever. But they all just move along with it. And Vector, kind of, you know, very slyly with Knuckles, says, you know, Knuckles, uh, our motto, our motto is we never turn down work that pays, so you are going to pay us, right? Knuckles just like, oh, shit, right. Um, there are a lot of fruits in season on the island, and I can forage for mushrooms in Mushroom Hill, uh, will that work? <laughs> and Vector is, like, a little upset that they're not getting cash, but SVO just calls him down and just like, look, man. It's free food. It'll save us money in the long term, okay? This is why you gotta work out the deals beforehand. My guy my guy has no goods and services to trade for his monetary gain, and they really just did this to him? Holy fuck, man. I I I, I if I was as broke as these motherfuckers, I don't even know how they're how how they're how they have property. Let's be completely honest. <laughs> what do you think they charge in rent? God only knows. <laughs> I mean it's 
near beachfront property. It's very close to what I assume is the financial district. Like, it's a shack. Yeah, but wait, why is there a shack in the middle of the fi- Okay, now I'm getting too into this. I not even say to themselves no, think this no, much. No, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not going. Anyway, they all cut their losses. They all separate. Knuckles got his relics back. It's all good. The rogues leave. Vector, once reminded about food, is like, wait, wait, what time is it? He passes the relics back to Knuckles. Gotta go. We'll settle the debt later. Vector runs off. The boys are in tow. Charmy is excited to get dinner at Vanilla's, but Vector is also surprised and a little disappointed that the invite was not exclusive. We'll get him next time, brother. You'll get him next time. It's okay, Vector. We know. We, we we know, buddy. We know. They run off. Knuckles just calls them weirdos, but they are good guys at the end of the day. Kind of just looks around. The blimp is going away in the distance. How how do how do I how am I gonna get home now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's womp, a great question. Moment. It's it's over. It's never been more over than it's been uh, than it's over right now. Holy shit! On the back end, the rogues are making their escape. Jet makes the call to their contact. Something which he does admit to Storm, he lied about knowing who the guy is. Jet calls him out and says, hey, look, boss, uh, the call, uh, the relics uh, were a no-go. They got pinched by the Chaotix. We can't do the handoff. But I got a plan. I can get those relics back. But Big Boss says, like, no, 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 we don't need to do that. This was all a carefully constructed plan to ensure certain parties were preoccupied while I conducted business. As far as I'm concerned, my needs have been met. Jet obviously being a little pissed that he was used for, but Bossman goes, hey, 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 don't worry. You will be paid for services rendered. Good night. Clicks off the phone. We now see who this individual is and what they're doing here. Clutch is in a meeting with Jewel. Sorry for taking a work call during the meeting. She says, no, 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 it's okay. Your services are in high demand, so I assume people will always be reaching you. But it says, uh, well... The meeting's concluded, so I will assure you, Clean Sweep Incorporated will give you undivided attention. And the two shake on the agreement. Jewel saying, here's to a productive partnership. This, uh, I, 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 so I'm going to say it, uh, when we talk about next issue, uh, something is starting to sort of link up together here. Yeah, and um, before we like truly finish it off, uh, in the immortal words of one Bubsy the Cat, what could possibly go wrong? Why would you say that? Of all things that you could have said, that's what you chose? Bubsy the Cat is fundamentally a Sonic character. I will not elaborate on this. No, fuck off. I'm, <laughs> sending, you, I'm sending you to the gulags. <laughs> I deserve it. But yeah, no, you are right. Now we're kind of like seeing everything come together now. So now what does this mean for Mimic? It, is it truly like an equal partnership? Or does it appear, as we've seen with Clutch, is he merely just insurance? Great question. Nobody fucking knows. And now let's move on to story B. Again, Stanley and Thomas are our creative team. Now we pick up back with the fire at Cream's house. And as Cream is distracted by it, Ruff tries to grab her. But our Cream, she shows some determination, leaps toward the fire, puts it out with the stovepan lid, and she turns the gas off. One problem solved, but the food could not be salvaged, unfortunately. Gemral apologizes, the intruders are proving difficult, and Tumble grabs some gelatin, which you haven't seen difficult yet. He slams the food over Gemral's head, screams, Y'all come eat! As Ruff follows suit and pelts him with salad. I do have to say, though... With y'all come eat, I'm like 90% sure that's an inside joke because John Gray often posts on his Twitter, y'all come eat with the most fucked up food you'll see in your life. <laughs> I, I, I would not be, I would not be surprised if it is. I don't think John Gray is on Twitter anymore. Though. I think he moved to, to Blue Sky exclusively. Yeah, right? it's yeah. true. But I think he still does his uh, y'all come eat posts on Blue Sky. Incredible. Love it. So Cream tries to rush Tumble, yelling at them for ruining her house and her mom's food. You're very rude and unkind people. This reminds them of the whole hostage situation. Like, okay, robot, you try anything, this little girl's going to pay for it, you hear? This uh, leads Cheese and Chocola to shove his hand up and own himself with the food he was holding. Gemral uses his rocket boosters to break through Ruff's hold and tosses it off his back. Helps cream up. You are all not welcome here. Ruff then says, okay, you know what? Forget the robbing. We're just going to beat the shit out of you. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. We'll just, uh, I don't know. We'll just just hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the four of them are all stanced up to fight. The timer then goes off though. 
oh, the roast is ready. So Cream breaks off, pulls it out of the oven, and even Rough and Tumble is just like, are we, are we still going to, like, fight or something? Cream is like, oh, great. The food is still perfectly fine. Thank goodness. Until uh, Tumble, being a fucking dick, steps on it. Cream just kind of looks at it, shocked, and starts to waterfall cry. Now Rough and Tumble are in distress now. As General just like, they're there. It's not your fault. But she says, no, it's not fair. I did everything right. And they indicted me. <laughs> uh, this 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 woman is in shambles, gentlemen. It's, it's just, it's never been more over for poor Cream. And it's about to be fucking over for Rough and Tumble. Because Vanilla has returned. I'm back. How are things going? <laughs> and she just looks just, just no 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 just post the face just post the face post the just, face just... but i also am gonna say in this moment she has become a donald glover in community room on fire you know what it is she has also gained the uh uh the the aura of uh akuma from street fighter <laughs> as uh she begins to partake in a very harmful stare cream dear i seem to have missed a few things <laughs> the the mean man broke in and and she'll just she just says i'll handle it <laughs> <laughs> has the same energy as woody showing up at that one cutscene again <laughs> <laughs> um she says uh to rough and tumble the boys are on their knees hands clap begging for forgiveness says boys do you think it's okay to break into other people's homes no to ruin other people's hard work no to attack children we're sorry <laughs> um the perspective shot here is incredible uh, Vanilla is like a towering monster above Rough and Tumble, and she has the aura of a woman who's prepared to kill. Also, conveniently, at this moment, Vector, Espio, and Charmy show up. And uh, the look on Vanilla's face can only be described as the murderous intent is going to be concealed for today. <laughs> when they show up, Vector goes, oh, you know, sorry, we're late. Knuckles needed help. It became a big thing. And then they see Rough and Tumble. They're like, oh, shit, no. Those guys are trouble. Hold on. And Vanilla's just like, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. The boys here learned their lesson, I think, as they are still in their state of panic. Hands still clasped. They're just like, yeah, 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 we're, we're off crime for the day. We promise, all right? Vector's relieved. Both Espio and Charmy, not exactly in the condition to fight after the day they've had. Ultimately, Cream apologizes to her mom. You know, I couldn't do what was asked of me and, you know, but Vanilla's like, no, 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 no. You were very brave today and you did your best. That's always worth being proud of. They hug it out, but now, man, what are we going to do about dinner? Vanilla then thinks... Let's just have some takeout. And then the final full page spread. Everyone, including Rough and Tumble, are now having a nice spread of Chinese food. Vector's like, oh, this is such a great meal. Thank you so much, Vanilla. She says, oh, it's not perfect, but sometimes that's better. As we see her feeding a dumpling to Vector. He's in! My man is in! He's in! He's in! He's in, He's in gentlemen. Gentlemen, the call has been made. He is fucking in there. My goat. My, king. my goat, my goat. We 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 stand a king. We stand a legend. Um, okay. So these two storylines are finished. The cream storyline was very cute. Uh, I love seeing vanilla murderous intent. That shit is pretty raw. The knuckle storyline is kind of one note. However, this is leading to sort of an overarching narrative theme with all of these stories, and that clutch is indirectly involved in everything at this point. Um, which makes next month's issue. Uh, which we'll talk about very briefly now, uh, because I feel like it's more appropriate than talking about it with the Halloween special. Um, next month is the return of Surgeon Kit. They are coming back into the comic. The preview panels have been shown. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts off with just Surgeon Amy chilling at the mall. Like, there's no explanation as to how they survived the incident. And even, it has a very unique energy of a surge just like looking at Sonic, just be like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm out here chilling with your girl. What are you going to do about that, huh? What are you going to do about that? The, the dialogue also makes note of something like, 
you know, like, oh, like, you know, I, I like like something along the lines of like Surge basically implying that she won't betray Sonic. She is going to betray Sonic. More importantly, it's going to come back around to the bigger themes about Sonic and Surge's big fight back and forth and the discussion on Sonic's ideology. Will this be the moment that Sonic is pushed to the limit? Will we get Archie Tier Kino of Sonic breaking? Is that what, what this leads to? Because, oh my god, that would be munch delicious. It would be delicious, Peak. folks. So get excited. Um, Next month, we are going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's very clear this clutch plot line is sort of encompassing everything going on in the comic right now. So interested to see what happens with Clean Sweep and everything. Uh, the vanilla side story is cute, Um, as we said before. So yeah, let's get right into our final comic for today, which is the Halloween special. Yes, it's written by new writer Mark Bucard and art by Jack Lauren. Bucard, uh, from the research I did onto them, uh, mostly an indie comic writer. Most prominent and well-known graphic novels are called It Took Luke and Leaf Peepers, which are both horror-themed LGBT stories, and also wrote like a comic anthology, or at least had it, called Everything is Going Wrong, Comics on Punk and Mental Illness. And before all this, they also were a satirist for the Hard Times and Hard Drive, when was also a ghostwriter for the Ace Watkins for a President Twitter account, which that was the most prominent in uh, 2016, but that account is pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. So, you know, I, I can't even front. That shit's great. Yeah, and uh, this is one of my, like, top 10 best tweets of all time. I don't know if they wrote this, but either way, you can't have a sex scandal if you've never had sex. Holy based. <laughs> there are no words to describe the level of based we're operating on, not gonna lie. And I mean, look, that's a pretty high honor considering five of those top 10 are drill tweets. Let's be honest. We open... On the Chaotix Detective Agency, Vector shouting for Charmy to go get ready. All the full-size candy bars are going to be gone. And Espio comes back dressed as a mummy. And uh, Vector, who is dressed up as Frankenstein's monster, says, Hey, look, relax. We're taking Charmy trick-or-treating, not the other way around. Vector says, hey, come on, look. I'm just looking out for the kid. By the way, we do get, like, commission for this, right? And Espio's just sort of, like, glaring at him. And then, no, 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 it's, it's, it's joke. It's joke. And then out comes Charmy with his costume ready. Our little boy's a vampire as Vector is muttering to himself, well, is it so wrong to get my palm grease with some nougat on Halloween night? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but then they hear a knock on their door. They think a case has come to them, but Vector thinks, ah, you know, it's Halloween, but it might just be a trick-or-treater. Who knows? But opening the door, there's a kid in costume, and Vector says, hey, sorry, we're about to go out trick-or-treating too. But the girl has, like, tears in her eyes, and says no i i need help you know my candy was stolen so very quickly they give they bring her inside they give her a drink and charmy gets her to tell the story so she was out trick-or-treating with her friends they had a very nice haul they're walking along the edge of the forest didn't feel exactly safe to go in and then this weird kid named herschel just comes popping out of a bush says hey I know a shortcut through the forest. There's a bunch of houses giving out full-size candy bars. So they decide to trust this kid and follow him through the forest. But they're going in pretty deep. And they're getting a little freaked out. But Herschel says, no, 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 don't worry. We just got to meet with a friend of mine first. And then before they realize, kid's gone. And now they're left alone in the middle of the forest. And try to backtrack with their friends out the way they came. But they hear a rustle in the bushes nearby. And get attacked by this, like, oogie-boogie-looking monster thing. <laughs> and has, like, robotic arms and shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's oogie-boogie-coated if there ever was a description for it. <laughs> yeah, so it steals their candy. They run for their lives. And that's where it catches up. She's upset the candy's all gone. We should have stuck to our plan. But Vector consoles her. You didn't do anything to that monster. It still took from you. And Charmy says... Yeah, and we're gonna get it back. But Vector's like, well, what about trick-or-treating, man? Charlie says, nah, as the Chaotix Detective Agency, no case is too big or small, so we gotta help her. And Vector decides, hey, you know what? Tonight's your night, Charmy. You're the boss. We'll take the case. Which, I gotta add, like, it's kind of nice to see, like, a Charmy-focused story, or Charmy-led story, I should say. Yeah, I can't even remember the last time there was a Charmy-led story. I'll be honest with you. Maybe there never was, unless we're counting, like, old Archie, you know? Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, yeah, there's what a... Was... 
So, so okay, I, I mean, because I, we're bringing it up, right? Like, what was, like, old Archie, like, lore for Charmy? It was that like, fucking... he was the prince of some bee kingdom, and he ran away from his responsibilities and linked up with the Chaotix as a result of that. And then, technically, that's how, I think that's how Return to Angel Island kicked off, was Charmy coming back to the Chaotix and said, Hey, uh, my home was raided by Eggman. Shit. And then in the Egg Grapes plotline, he got turned into a child. And every time he uh, makes funny comments, everyone is just like, uh, We can't laugh at this. It's like, haha, well, I don't remember shit. It's like, oh, 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 oh. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. It's the fuck. Oh, oh, 9-11. Oh, oh, 9-11. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like that kid, Archie Charmy, experienced a mental 9-11 every day. What are we talking about? Let's just keep going. Why, yeah, why are we talking about this shit, man? Just keep going. <laughs> All right, so Team Chaotix is on the case. Meanwhile, the sun sets, and we see our boys, Sonic and Tails, on the tornado, heading to the city. Sonic quips that he could have gotten there faster if I ran, but Tails takes it down low and spots the Chaotix and bring the plane in for a landing, to their surprise. So, they lead him in, Charmy tells Tails how they took the case on, there's a monster stealing Halloween candy. Because of that, Sonic thinks, hey, Tails, let's skip out on trick-or-treating and let's give the boys a hand, which Tails, albeit a little nervously, does agree to. And for the record, Tails is out here dressed as a cowboy, but Sonic is not in costume, which is lame, and I bet you Sega just refused Sonic to be in costume, which is also lame. Imagine not putting Sonic in a funny costume. That's so fucking cringe. No, I mean, it, I bet you there was, and then Sega just said no, which is kind of weird, considering there was a uh, a cover I think Natalie Fordrain did during the Metal Virus Saga, which had, like, all the, the game cast, like, in costume, and Sonic was in, like, a onesie that looked like his werehog form. Oh, that's, that's so cute. And honestly, like, look, they could have brought that back. You know, Sega, you could have had that in. It would have been a fun callback. It would have been a cute thing to see. Like, come on, man. Like, what what are you so against having fun for, huh? I think legit maybe Tails was the furthest they were willing to compromise. I think so, yeah. Which is sad. Uh, whatever. Vector brings them in, and the five walk to the forest together. Right then and there, they hear some kids screaming. They're running away from the supposed monster. Both Charmy and Tails a little freaked out from that. Vector and Espio think the best course of action is to repeat the last late-night case they had, but Tails actually scans the area with his tablet and pinpointed the source of the scream. North-Northwest. So Vector just decides to follow the lead. And as they walk, Sonic asks Vector, what kind of clues can we look out for? Vector thinks, well, since we're dealing with some kind of monster, maybe footprints, a tooth, fur, really anything. You'll know it when you see it. Well, Sonic says, all right, time's of the essence. I'll scope out the forest. Espio gives him the okay, and he dashes around the forest pretty fast. As it turns out, there actually is a pretty massive clue. A torn candy bag hanging off a branch. Espio looking around some more. He and Charmy find another bag. This time, it has a trail. So they follow it through. Charmy hears some more people talking further out and tells everyone, just follow me. And as it turns out, they see some more kids, including the one who tricked the first kid. Charmy reveals himself, tells them all, quit it out. And now they decide it's time to book. Charmy chases, leaving Vector and Tails to now console the kids that were left behind. Sonic and Espio follow Charmy, catch up to him. Now Sonic and Charmy are cornering Herschel, nowhere to run. Until the monster they've been looking for ambushes Sonic and just holds him down, which, considering how the story ends, is actually kind of brave of them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty raw. <laughs> pin in that, just a pin in that. Charmy shouts for help, Vector thinks he should follow them, and tells Tails to follow him, but keep distance behind. Sonic is struggling to free himself, Vector shouts for Charmy to follow offensive maneuver Triple B, which he recalls as flying over the target... Buzz Buzz, he says, leading Vector to shoulder trek the monster, screaming, boom. Monster is cold out. Vector's saying, today, y'all mess with the wrong holiday, because I love Halloween. And when he says that, he screams out like a sonic scream and pushes the monster back further, which is also pretty raw. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Now, Charmy tells him to stop. This monster's cruising for a bruising, Vector says, but Charmy says, stop. Look again. It's not a monster. 
it's just some kids. So then the tarp unfurls. It was three kids on top of each other pretending to be a monster. Which then, Vector gets clocked in the back of the head by Herschel and is now knocked out to the ground. Charmy tells these kids off. Sonic and Espio corner another. Vector's able to grab kid number three despite being very nearly knocked out. Herschel calls it quits, but Tails tries to block his way. Hey, you're not being very nice to the other kids, he says. You're just a kid too, so what? And in what is perhaps the hardest line IDW has ever delivered so far, Tails says, Correction, tonight I'm a cowboy, and I'm going yeehaw mode. <laughs> wow, it's him, yeehaw man. And Tails lassos the kid up and brings him right back with everybody. The kids were all freaked out by his screaming, but Tails is like, nah, nah, nah. That was the sound of a desperado raggling up a candy-stealing varmint. So this does confirm, yes, Tails is in fact Latino. <laughs> wow, I can't believe it. Uh, Shoutouts to the Latino community for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Tails brings the kid back. Vector passes Charmy a knapsack. He bags a kid over the head, which, considering the context, is insane. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's wild. Vector holds another kid down now, as the one Sonic in SEO Corner tries to get out of this by just as like, hey, look, listen, okay? We'll split it, okay? 70-30. Is that a fair deal? And uh, in the notes, I wrote, uh, POV, you are a Twitch streamer negotiating revenue split. POV, you are somebody who is about to buy Pokimane cookies. Ah, now that's a relevant topic. We're not getting into that now. But yes, Twitch streamer revenue. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch streamer revenue split, funny joke. The kid Vector is holding down says, no, 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 look, we stole the candy fair and square, but Vector just tells him, shut up. We're the Robin Hoods of the detective game. You take from the thieves and you give to the sugar fur. But Charmy looks over the bush and ends up finding the entire stolen candy sash. And he's kind of kind of going a little nutty with it. And now the kid Sonic Quartered begins to cry, saying it's not fair. We spent all year making these robotic arms. The plan was perfect. And now the candy's been pilfered. Sonic's like, dude, like we're not planning on keeping the candy for ourselves. And the kid doesn't get why. Well, we're going to give the candy back to everybody you stole it from. If we kept it for ourselves, it'd be selfish. Total Eggman behavior. And I guess that's our moral for this episode. Don't steal kids' candy, smile. What is it that Shadow said? Uh, this is like taking candy from a baby, which is fine by me. Aw, oh, dude, you gotta stop. <laughs> Where was Shadow during all this, huh? Yeah, 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 chill, 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 chill. We, 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 listen, we... <laughs> <laughs> well, Sonic reminds him that on our side, I just want to help out people where I can. And let me tell you, it feels pretty good. And Charmy asks for his help with the last bag, and Vector can tell it's got a little bit of heft. And in this bag spills out what looks to be a huge gemstone, but it's actually just a large piece of rock candy. Now I beg the question, what the fuck kind of home was giving out head-sized pieces of rock candy? Um, I think this will be relevant at some point in the future. One of the kids says that this is one of the first pieces they got. Imagine how big the split could be if we had two. And now Tails is giving the kids shit. How do you think the people that you stole from feel? Maybe they were on their way to break it up for more trick-or-treaters. And now Herschel says, oh, I didn't really think of it like that. And now the rest of the kids are apologizing now. And this leads Tails and Charmy to start freeing everybody from their binds. With all that said and done, Vector asked, let's get back into town. We got a lot of Halloween candy to hand out. Which then, final scene, we're in the city now. The Chaotix and Sonic and Tails have set up a line to hand out all the candy. The kids are coming in droves. And Sonic asks one of the kids named Rowdy how they're feeling, and they say this feels pretty good. It's nice to help out people, which Sonic uh, wholeheartedly agrees with. And then Rowdy is asked by Tails about his robot arms, you know, the ones that were for the monster. He's wearing it kind of like a backpack, but it looks very Doc Ock-like, if you will. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like Doc Ock adjacent. Yeah. Rowdy says he built them himself, and it's like, normally, they're top secret, but if you want to know, I think I can make an exception for you. Charmy, though, feels a little bummed. You know, we're happy we solved the case, but I feel just a little upset we didn't get to trick-or-treat ourselves. But actually, Tails says, I, I ran the numbers. There's enough candy here to give out to all the kids half a pillowcase full and some left over for the rest of us. And our boy Charmy declares happily, best Halloween ever. And that's the end of the Halloween special. I don't really have much to say about this. 
I mean, it was like had some pretty funny moments. It was written well enough. It's this is something that I find kind of interesting from the guest writers, the rare chances that we get them. But a lot of these guest comics feel very like colored in the lines, if you kind of understand what I mean. They don't really give them a lot to work with. And I think that's like one of the big things about these guest comics is that they just sort of feel, I get what they want. You know, it's a cute little one-off special. You're not supposed to get like super like invested in the lore and what's going on. It's just like a, it's a cute little comic for the kids, right? But like, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like anything interesting is going on here, sadly. So kind of sucks. Yeah. But I mean, despite that, like I said, it, it had its funny moments. It was interesting. And, you know, getting to see the Sonic characters in some new outfits, even Sonic was not included, which as I said, look, listen, are you really going to tell me Sonic would not be all in for Halloween? You're wrong. You're wrong. Hey, he, he would go in costume. He, he would go in costume. Especially that onesie of him and the werehog. I definitely feel like some people would be uncomfortable by that, though. God, it would. It would be very weird. <laughs> yeah, that's the Halloween special. It's fine. I, I, I thought it was fine. With that being said, that's all the comics that we have for this month. I mean, general thoughts are the main comics were kind of there i remember saying that they definitely had a sonic universe vibe and i still stand by that just because of the subject matter but uh you know back in the day we had some other characters uh part of the chaotix crew that have been kind of relegated away in the classic timeline of course i'm talking about mighty and ray so without them being involved like kind of just feels a little empty you know uh, this is i don't know this has been something we've been talking about a lot it just, it just feels like, for IDW specifically, they feel a little, I don't want to say limited, but they feel limited. Like, they, they feel like they're, they're kind of being held back a bit. And I feel like it's starting to get a little bit more noticeable as we continue to progress through the arcs. Um, you know, we get stuff that's incredible, like the Surge and Kit shit, and like, yeah, the Metal Virus, like, was a long saga. But at the same time, it was also, like, pretty fucking engaging, for the most part. It just, it dragged a little. And I mean, I think that the drawback here, as it stands right now, really is just because of the subject matter at hand. Like, we're kind of in filler mode right now. We're kind of just waiting for the next, like, big main saga to begin. And the way things stand right now, maybe this isn't the best time to talk about it, but the way things stand right now, I do think the plan is is to kind of catch up the moment of time to Frontiers get post-Frontiers, and then after that will be the next big saga for the comic. Whatever that is, I don't know, but the fact that now Clutch is going to be involved with the Restoration, obviously trying to get some dirt and intel on them for his own means, or maybe even for Eggman's to sell it off, who knows? Like, this is, they're clearly setting up something big for the next saga here, and come the next issues, it's going to be very engaging i know that much and speaking about you know the classic characters with mighty and ray in the future we're going to be getting an idw miniseries starting in january focusing on fang so it's going to be set in the classic timeline and i'm sure we're going to be engaging with uh, mighty and ray there as well and i know ian said that that miniseries is set explicitly before superstars so maybe it'll end with like a lead into that but this is gonna have to be sega becoming really cool about this but i do think it is within the realm of possibility for this to happen after the release of frontiers kishimoto said he is interested in bringing the classic characters into the modern games so honestly a very good way to do it would actually be through the comics to introduce the classic characters. Say, for example, in the Fang miniseries, we have an epilogue where we now see the hooligans in a time skip with modern designs. Like, that is the easiest way to go about doing this if that's what you want to do it. And then afterwards, you can kind of reintroduce the characters in the games. There, there are a lot of easy ways to go about this. There really is. It, they just kind of have to, like, commit to the idea Sega does. Yep, but that is on Sega. Not us to decide. I really wish it was on us sometimes, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, hey, look, before we end off fully, uh, we'll we'll talk about the solicits still. We did kind of touch on them a little bit, but uh, let's, let's do our due diligence here. The next issue is issue 67. Finally, the moment you've been waiting for. The daring speedster and their best little buddy officially join the resistance as Surgeon Kit go good. Everyone deserves a second chance, but that doesn't mean Sonic and 
and Amy won't be watching them. Written by Ian Flynn and art by Aaron Hammerstrom out December 6th. So we did touch on it a little bit, especially with the preview page coming out. But I do want to add here, we're going to be moving away from the A and B stories now. We're going to be doing Soul Focus now. Surge and Kit, I feel like they do have to address how they survived it. Unless they go what I like to call the funny option. And they just don't. <laughs> I just leave that as the elephant in the room and they just never address it. That's what's going to happen. That would be very funny. And hey, look, I will see what they're cooking and... Aaron Hammerstrom, I mean, his art was very prevalent during the Imperial City arc. And if he sticks with the funny, it is going to be a very funny issue. I, I believe that. And also, we're going to be following up probably with the Mimic situation as well, along with now Clutch in the mix too. So a lot of things are going to be happening this issue, I think. I hope that it is dense and packed, as it may be the last time we see the IDW crew for some time. More on that next time. But that's not the only issue that's coming out because we have another special coming out the week after on December 13th, the IDW Sonic Winter Jam. Sonic and pals are getting into the spirit of the holidays with fun, food, and plenty of snow. But when Dr. Eggman's robots start making trouble, the gang find themselves in a real winter jam. Written by another guest writer, Isman Omar Atta, and art by Minho Kim. So first I want to say that solicitation is the most vague solicitation I've ever read. This just says, okay, Eggman's robots are going to be causing trouble for Sonic. Like, okay, thank you for describing the entire series to me. Yes, it is absolutely just the the most generic explanation I've ever seen from a comic. Yeah, and I mean, hey, they'll probably be good. I mean, both Mark and Isman are Sonic fans in their own right. Uh, more on that when we get to that issue. But uh, yeah, out December 13th, like I said. I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to issue 67, and I think Winter Jam will probably be a good, uh, good note to end off IDW for the year, perhaps. Especially, you know, it's winter time, we're all getting cozy, blanket by the fire, etc, etc. It is currently like 48 degrees at Florida winter night, at least in central Florida. Feels pretty nice, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's really, really nice over here too. I'm actually better go take a drive after this. Uh, go get some food. But yep, uh, we will see you guys next month for another IDW Sonic Rundown. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and take care. Take care, guys. Uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sonicspeed. We have free trials on all of our tiers for early episodes, bonus content, pre-shows, the whole nine yards. Come check us out, patreon.com slash sonicspeed. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit like, subscribe, hit the bell, the fun stuff. We'll see you all next time for some more Sonic content. Bye, guys. Bye. He's got his song sleeves his I'll tell you that if that is Dr. Eggman With his evil empire and evil plans Eggman wants to conquer the world But the hedgehog won't let that go Whenever Sonic's anger explodes His enemies will meet the fury of his aggression and that will change anyone's perceptions about him What to see is what to get Just a guy to learn with pictures It's Sonic the Hedgehog And the rose can help to fill up for him His hair is superhero but she's his self-proclaimed girlfriend he cannot save her, but he will always save her Whenever something is up, some kind of danger And the story goes on, it's always super fine